It's Friday. Friday. Taco Friday. Fiesta Friday. Fiesta Friday. <laughs> is that what we're calling it? Fiesta Faith Friday. <laughs> no, it is our very first Faith Friday. We have switched this now, so we will be Mondays. Uh, Marriage Mondays. Marriage Mondays. Our regular podcast comes out on Thursdays. Yep. And then we will have Faith Friday. And Faith Friday is just going to be something short. We're going to keep it 10 or 15 minutes. Something We'll bring something out of the Bible. It'll be something that is encouraging or what is the word I'm looking for? Advances their Christian walk. Advances yeah. your Christian walk. Push your faith forward. There you go. And so that's what we're going to do. It's going to be short, simple, to the point, perfect way to end the week and jump into the weekend and hopefully get you more excited about your faith. And yeah, I'm pretty excited. This is our first one. Awesome. We're glad that you guys are with us. Thank you for being here. So what we're going to do, we're going to dive into the gospel, the, the real meaning of the gospel. And this definition, the, the, this word, the gospel, gets thrown around a lot in Christian circles. You know, somebody will not like something somebody's preaching and say, that's not the gospel. And they, as if they have the only understanding of what the gospel is. Well, I will tell you this, that what I'm going to present to you today, there is no question that it is the gospel. And let me start by asking those of you that have faith already, you're a believer, or those of you that are on the edge of believing, do you understand that when we say the gospel that it means good news. Yeah, the good news. That's what I always have heard that it means. It's the good news of Jesus Christ coming so I and can, dying for us. Right. So I can think of a lot of things that would not be good news. And I'm just saying this as a disclaimer because I was raised around legalistic Christianity. Yeah. And where it is mostly performance-based. So if if that's you and you don't feel any freedom in the gospel, or maybe you're somebody who wants to criticize this rendition of John 3.16, which cannot be misinterpreted, yeah. that I'm about to read, and you're somebody who says, oh, well, you know, you know, same type of people who criticize anybody who's trying to do something for God. I will never give this warning again. It is it, Since this is the first Faith Friday... Hopefully you come across this. I could not care less if you are, I mean, I care about all of you, provided you are not this category right here. If you are a person that is just waiting to pounce on what you think is bad doctrine, then this is the wrong place. You picked the wrong podcast to listen to. Yeah. Because I know what I'm going to say is absolutely the true gospel, and it's absolutely the message that brings life to people that are in death. I know it is. And so if you were burdened down by legalistic teaching all your life, you're about to feel freedom for the first time in your entire life. You may This may be the first time you've heard the real gospel. And if you're a critic, just keep rolling, baby, because... Or this, get changed. This ain't the station for you to stop at. Yeah. Okay. Do do you suppose most people have heard John three sixteen? Yes. 
John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yes. Now, quickly, quickly, everyone, quickly. What's John three seventeen? For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him they might be saved. Right? I wonder if, and that's exactly <laughs> right, you nailed it. I wonder if people, Christians, are comfortable saying this out loud. Jesus was not sent here to condemn me. Yeah. No matter what I do, he's not here to condemn me. Yeah. Now, reread this scripture with a correct understanding of the definition of world. See, when I first read this, you know, and and, and God love them, you know, well-meaning people in my life only ever wanted me to read the King James, and it's, you know, <laughs> kind of difficult to understand. And I can hear them, their voices in my, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, we just don't speak in... Elizabethan language anymore. Yeah. Right. So, we. I used to think world, the world. I mean, I got a picture of a globe and mountains and rivers and valleys and cities and... That's not what God loved. Right. The people in the world. World means people. Yeah. So now when I reread this and everywhere it says world, I say people, listen to this gospel. Yeah. For God so loved the people that he gave his only son and whoever would believe in him would not perish but would live forever. For God did not send his son to the people to condemn the people, but he sent him to save the people. Mm. Now make it a bit more personal. God so loved Jason that he gave his one and only son. And if Jason would believe in him, he would not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son to Jason to condemn Jason, but he sent him to Jason to save him. Yeah. Now, when I read the gospel that way, that doesn't sound like, you know, there's another scripture that says, God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole segment of Christianity out there that is just waiting to crucify their next heretic. They like to gang up on people like uh, Stephen Furtick. Yeah. People like that. They like anybody with a little bit of success or if they're a little bit hip or they have a fashion sense. That that man's not preaching the gospel. Well, yes, yes, he is preaching the gospel. Because the gospel is not all that you can do right for God. The gospel is what did he do for you and what do you believe? And that's right where the legalistic mind says, well, even the demons believe and tremble, right? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We understand that you can have belief and still be very messed up. But nonetheless, what does the Bible say? God so loved the world. What is the key here? Ready? Here you go. That he gave, okay, and whoever, what? Believes. Believes in him shall not perish. Yep. But have everlasting life, eternal life. Belief. Yep. Okay? Focus. Faith. Belief. You go back up a scripture or two to John 3, 14, and it says, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must Jesus be lifted up. Wait a minute. The snake in the wilderness? What you talking about, Willis? Well, back in Numbers chapter 21, as the Israelites are making their way through the wilderness, there is a problem. 
They have a bunch of venomous snakes start biting the little children and biting the adults and biting the warriors and biting the pregnant women and people are screaming and they're scared. And so Moses goes before God. The the people are like, we know we've been grumbling. We've done things wrong. We're sorry. You know, help us out. Moses goes to, to God. God says, put a brass serpent on a brass pole and lift it up in the air. Now, how many of you, honey, have you ever seen the back of an ambulance with the little serpent wrapped around the, the snake? Stick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks That's like where a... this came from. Yeah. It, it is meant to say healing is on the way. Yeah. Help is on the way. Isn't that cool that that's still the symbol? And it's still the symbol on ambulances. Yeah. But check this out. The sting of the snakes represents torment, sin, sickness, disease, everything that is painful, everything that is sad, everything that just rips your heart apart, everything that rips God's heart apart is represented in the snake bite. Yeah. But he had an answer to it. And his answer included nothing to do with you performing some type of thing. All that was required was, is that the man of God lift it up and you look to it. Yep. And Jesus, no, 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 not Stephen Furtick, not Jason McCutcheon. Jesus said, just exactly like Moses lifted up that snake, I've got to be lifted up too. And everyone who believes will have eternal life, verse 15. Then we read, for God so loved the world. In other words, let's reverse read this. Since he didn't come to condemn us, he loved the world so very much that he gave his only son so that if we would just simply look to him like we looked to Moses in the Old Testament with that snake, we would live. What was required in the snake story for the people to live? For them to look at the snake wrapped around the brass pole. When we look at something, it has our focus. Mm -hmm. Where you put your focus, your faith follows. Put your faith in what Jesus did on the cross and you will live. So how do we reconcile that with we as, 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 as people who we have a tough time sometime being a Christian. Well, Christians don't cuss. Um, yes, they do. Yeah. Well, Christians don't drink beer. Yes, they do. Well, Christians don't cheat on their spouse. Yes, they do. No. Jason, are you saying that those things are okay? Did I say they're okay? No. No. But it also doesn't negate your Christianity that you are struggling with a sin. Right. Some people say, because you commit sin, you're a sinner. Well, I play golf. Am I, am I a golfer? No. Not much of a golfer, am I? No. I was a sinner before I ever knew what sin was. Right. You were born into it. I have a sin nature. Yeah. Paul, the apostle of the New Testament, the greatest apostle in my opinion, writing Romans chapter 7, says this, I do not, and he's saved here. He's not, this isn't, he's not writing about a previous experience. Right. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do not understand what I do. I want to do, but I don't. I hate what I'm doing. I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. I have the desire to do what is good, Paul wrote, but I can't carry it out. Towards the end of the scripture, in verse 24, he says, I am a wretched man. Who's going to rescue me from this body of death? 
the body of death was this. The Romans would literally handcuff you to a body if you killed a body. If you killed a human being, they would chain you to that person's rotting corpse to make you live with the stink of what you did. Hmm. And Paul said, it's like I'm chained to a stinking corpse because I have a desire to do what is good, but I don't know how to carry it out. I'm weak. My, my, my performance is not good. Did he say in this, because I'm not able to do the good things I want to do, I'm not saved? No. I didn't say that. He asked God to deliver him. He says, who, who, God, who's going to help me? I wonder how many Christians have been shunned by their church. Hmm. I wonder how many were excluded from certain social circles because they were failing miserably to be a good Christian. And they were sitting here basically saying, I, I have the desire, but I, I can't. I wonder how many people looked at him and said, well, just believe more. Yeah. Have more faith. Have more faith. <laughs> that, that drives me nuts. Try harder. Read your Bible more. Attend more church. Get in another program. Serve. Serving will fix it. Yeah. If attending the church and reading more Bible and having more faith and trying harder could save you from sin, you make Jesus Christ's sacrifice absolutely useless and unnecessary. That's right. Otherwise, why am I out here preaching about a, a bleeding, dying king on a cross when I could just preach about behavior modification? and posi- You know what? You're more of a heretic when you preach that than the man who preaches the greasy grace. Right. You're a heretic if you preach that you can behavior modify your way to the king. Yeah. The only thing that can make you not be a Christian is for you to turn... And walk away from what Jesus did on the cross and just say, I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe in him. That's the only thing that separates you from Christianity. How about this? For me, what jumps out at me is the desire. Yeah. People who don't love God don't have a desire. To do good. Yeah. This man has a desire to do good, but he says, I can't. So how many of these Christians have been turned away, made to feel like they're a bad Christian, judged, harshly judged? And they were just saying, I mean, I know it stinks. It feels like a dead body. Who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? Paul said, thank you, Lord. Thanks be to God. It's through Jesus Christ that Mm -hmm. I'm delivered. Yeah. The same one that saved you is the same one that delivers you. Mm-hmm. And keeps you. And it's the same <laughs> method. You do not get saved by faith and then become holy by a bunch of actions. Right. It's being preached wrong in the church. In almost every church that I've been in, it's being preached wrong. Yeah. Because the very next scripture here in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 Therefore, there is no condemnation. Well, we know there's no condemnation because John 3, 17 says he didn't send Christ to condemn us. Right. There is no condemnation that, that, to them that are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what do I do then? Well, you rest in the love of God and you stop trying so hard and refocus on the one that already did it. 
Mm-hmm. He already won the victory. That's why I keep saying it over and over again. Satan ain't running nothing. Jesus is king. Devil is a liar. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Lord, I'm running trying to make a hundred. Listen, <laughs> Jesus already paid the price. Now, where people get hung up is, well, yeah, he paid the price for what I did before. But brother, you know, what I, what I will do tomorrow, you know, how many of you know that, that we've got we've to start fresh with the Lord? Okay, all right. If you believe you need to get saved every time you sin, then do it. Sure. But your faith has to be in what he did because you've been bitten by the snakes and there's only one way to live and that's to focus on the cross and the sacrifice that was given on the cross. Yeah. Period, the end. That is good news. That's gospel. Yeah. That I have a desire. I want to do right. I'm failing miserably, and he still loves me. Yep. You know, you want to know how I know for sure that that's true? Romans chapter 5, verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly die. But God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm, That's good. And so today on Faith Friday, get your faith out of your performance because your performance is not very good. Even the ones that don't smoke, don't chew, and don't run with them that do. Some of them are some of the most gossipy, judgmental people, and those are the weightier matters, by the way. I believe that that God is more upset with sowing discord and gossip and being judgmental than he is with somebody putting in a dip of Copenhagen. Right. Well, because you're hurting others in the process. You're tearing other people down. That's right. Where is your faith? My faith, I choose to put my faith in the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. So today on Faith Friday, that's my question I'll leave you with. Where is your faith? Where, where is your faith? Is it in your performance? Or is it in the cross? If the legalists are right, and they justify it by a scripture, by the way, then I would say the majority of us are going to hell if they're right. Yeah. And they justify it. Yeah, and they justify it by saying... Broad is the way that leads to destruction and narrow is the way that leads to life. Well, when you think about the multiple billions of people on the earth and think about that only one-fourth or less of them are Christians at all, even have faith in Christ at all, then yeah, broad is the path. Right. But see, what people, legalists, try to do is say, well, uh, you know, wipe that makeup off your face and live holy, holy, get holy. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I've seen too many people say, get holy, and then found out the skeleton's in their closet. Right. But I'm going to stay off of that, I guess. <laughs> it's Faith Friday. It's Faith Friday. <laughs> the gospel is good news. Get out there and share the gospel with somebody, man. Yes, absolutely. Well, I hope that y'all have enjoyed that. We will be here every Friday with Faith Friday. We love you guys. Oh, I do have something to tell you about. I will have a podcast out every single day starting Monday. 
Yes. I forget. I keep getting it confused. Is it Mr. Clutch Life, My Clutch Life, Daily? What, what is it? Um, I don't know what we went with. I think it's My Clutch Life or Clutch Life. It's definitely not Mr. Clutch Life. Okay. Yeah. It's either My Clutch Life, Daily, or Clutch Life. I'll put all that out when I actually know what it is. Because okay. to be honest with you, it's not actually even developed yet. Yeah. And it'll be a daily podcast every single day. I don't know how you're doing that. I'm struggling with our three and then my two for sipping coffee, so, spilling tea. So it is simply called Clutch Life Daily. Okay. There it is. There's a picture of it. And if you're looking for the picture of it, it's a microphone with a pair of headphones on it. And it says Clutch Life Daily hosted by Jason McCutcheon. Okay. You don't know how I'm doing what? Say again. Seven of them in a week. Because I'm a machine, Amanda. <laughs> how long are they? You're doing pretty short, right? Uh, well, I have some of the recordings right here. Let me, let me see. Y'all just chill with us. And, um, I have no idea Go how to get to, to that. Oh, is that episodes? I don't know. There they are. There you go. Um, like six minutes a piece. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Well, that'll be cool. I can't wait. So let's see. What is it? It's Friday. Sipping coffee, spilling tea, Saturday morning will be out. Monday, you'll get My Clutch Life, and you will get Marriage Monday. Y'all will have us in your ears almost every single day of the week. I think the only days that we're not putting out stuff are... Well, no, because you're doing seven days a week. Every day. Every day, one of us will be in your domes talking to you. <laughs> How exciting is that? <laughs> Maybe more exciting for us than it is for y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I hope it's a blessing to you. We're